Monday night. You know what that means? It's time for another long work week. I'll be back in a minute. Introduce me later. Okay. All right. Anyway, this this is the On the Airways the Infinity Project, and it's Monday night. That means it's time for Weekend Wrap-Up and Monday Night Madison. I'll tell you right now, there's actually a lot to cover because the Critics' Choice Awards were last night. The Oscar nominations came out live this morning. And my question is, how the hell could those two do it at only 5.30 in California in the morning? <laughs> it's like, I'd be, if I were, if I had to do that, I'd be like, how's the nominee? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my. Because <laughs> I don't know, I mean, I don't know how those two had the energy at about 5.30 in the morning in California. But anyway, we'll talk more about that a little later. Uh, anyway, um, I'm your host for tonight. I am Oddball Stream. I'm currently joined along by two of my crazy cohorts. First, of course, is Red Ranger Tim. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, my dear. Uh, we also have our Ace Magician. She had to step away temporarily, but I know she'll be back. I'm not worrying. So it'll be fine. And in our chat room, we have Sajo... We also have John Connor twelve thirty five. Good to have you both on the show. So uh, glad to see you in the chat. And by the way, we are ready for those trolls. So let's try again. <laughs> After all, this was the fun part. Friday they tried to troll the show when there was only three minutes left. <laughs> so the only thing I got to say to those trolls for that is. Yes! to find out like who's the real thing and all and like this new guy John Connor it's like he doesn't he doesn't like the trolls it's like well in that case welcome aboard <laughs> and to the trolls let Betty White have them oh yeah oh yes I need to find that one here it is <laughs> if I can play it I'm sorry sweetie honey badger doesn't give a shit <laughs> That's what we say to the trolls. Oh yeah, and seriously, we do not give a shit. Now, you know, if you've never heard our show before, we should. We're going to tell you right now. We're uncensored, okay? We're totally uncensored. Our model for this year is we're bringing news that no politicians want to hear. Seriously, because frankly, we really don't care about politics or religion. Because, frankly, what's the point of having this show? Our job is to bring the news that you won't find in the mainstream. So, but anyway, a lot of things went over the weekend. One of them being (laughs) that severe weather threat we had. Oh, I'll put it this way. If I I had posted, like, a live video Saturday afternoon on Facebook, I think about maybe 30 minutes before the storms came through. And um, I'll tell you this, it did get windy. I'm happy to say it did not get as bad as I thought it was going to be. My brother, being with the Department of Public Safety, he was actually on standby, being ready in case something happened. Thankfully, nothing did. So Mom and I had dropped off some food at his house. 
And I told him, I bet you're glad you didn't have to go. He said, yeah, you're exactly right. <laughs> so it was like, it could have been a lot worse, but thank goodness it was not. However, I believe, if I remember right, 11 people have died as a result of this crazy weather, including three in western Alabama, thanks to a tornado. But here's something else. Uh, another tornado hit, I, not, I cannot remember where exactly, where. I think it was in Marshall County. It hit and practically destroyed an elementary school. The blessing? It was on Saturday. No one was in the school. So they can rebuild the school, but they can't rebuild people. So it's like, thank God. See, this is the one thing I was probably the most thankful for about this weather situation. The um, the fact that it was it we had the severe weather threat. But the kids were out of school because it was Saturday. That was a huge, that was probably like the big, that was probably the biggest worry I had. But thank goodness that did not happen. Yeah, but, um, you know, I mean, it got, I mean, I was worried. And I have a bunch of trees right behind my house to myself. We was rolling north and thinking, oh, crap. But nope, it didn't happen. So I'm happy about that. Whew. So, let's see, Tim, you had winter weather, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you had, you had, I think you had snow. Did you have any uh, sleet or ice, too, or not? We did. We actually got very little snow compared to what was forecast. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> So I just said, in the weekend, instead of rain, I got nice weather, and it was the, it was in the 60s. That is true. It's like, I think New York hit like 68. Boston hit 70 degrees. It's like, wait a minute. This is wintertime. They're not supposed to be that warm up there. <laughs> and in all honesty, there's some situations like, you know those bushfires down in Australia? You know, we're starting to get a lot of rain here. It's like, if this was, this would be nice oh, if it was this simple. Oh, I will too. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Still there? Yes, uh-huh. still here. I'm back. Welcome back. Back. <laughs> no, I'm Beethoven. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome Beethoven. <laughs> okay. Now where were yeah, we? We were just talking about our. We were just talking about our crazy weather. <laughs> Ooh. Um, okay, um, our guest in the chat room, welcome to our yes. group, and I agree with you about the trolls. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with yeah. you about the trolls. They were pings in the butt Friday. <laughs> They've been pings in the butt for the last few days. <laughs> but well, good as is, two of the chat room trolls are on permanent block, and we and I can recognize spoof numbers now. So. Well, you're going to have to enlighten me on that technique when we're in private chat, my friend. Well, I'll put. I'll, well, it's actually not that. It's not that hard, really. You look up. You look up. What you do is look up the area code. If it's somebody you don't know and they keep trying to call over and over, it's a troll. Okay. How easy it is. Okay, but now let's. Get to the weekend box office. Who knocked out Rise of Skywalker? 
Okay, well, let's see. Um, I'm trying to get to it. I forgot. <laughs> it's like, wake up, Brian. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> my brain. My brain. All right. Well, anyway, um, I'm happy to say that the winner for this the winner for this weekend was 1917. Now, that sounds like it was a good movie, too, just from what little bit yeah. I can tell. Well, let me put it this way. Uh, 1917, in terms of Oscar nominations, is, is just one shy of the Joker. The Joker got 11. 1917 got 10. Well, good luck to both of them. Yeah. But yes, 1917 knocked out Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, 1917 got 37 million dollars over the weekend. Yeah. Well, to each their own. I'm not a big fan of historical movies. Yeah. Historical movies I like sometimes. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the historical ones. That's fine. Oh, let's see. Number two, of course, was Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. $15.2 million. Uh, number three, incredibly still incredibly still up there, is Jumanji the next level. $14 million. So far, $257 million total. Not bad. Okay. Not bad for a sequel mm-hmm. to a movie that came out when? 1980-something? 1990-something. Yeah, there was Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, then Jumanji the Next Level. So Jumanji's doing pretty well. Uh, let's see. Uh, number four, Like a Boss, $10 million. Uh, number five is Just Mercy. It made $9.7 million. Uh, by the way, Just Mercy, the movie was filmed right here in Montgomery. It was? Yes. Wasn't it filmed it near the be- um, Rosa Parks Museum? Yeah, it was filmed there. Uh, the film basically takes place in the 1980s. Uh, it has to be with the guy who founded the Equal Justice Initiative. I forgot his name off the top of my head. And he's played very well by Michael B. Jordan. Who's so, he? Uh, if you remember Black Panther, he was Killmonger. I never did see the Black Panther, but I'll take your word okay. for it. Yeah, but trust me, Michael B. Jordan, he's, he's becoming a very good actor. So, yeah, but anyway, um, all right, I've been the top five. You know what it's time to do? Get to the bottom. I'm curious. All right, here's the amazing part. There are only five movies this week that made under $1,000 and only one that made under 100 So it's not that big a list mm. this week. All right. Now, uh, the first one on the list is Linda Ronstadt, The Sound of My Voice, $982. And unbelievably, well, that movie has been seen on movie, CNN. Biographical movies have a hard time finding an audience. Yeah, and the interesting, the interesting thing is it's been on CNN as well. Okay. All right. Uh, next up is Little Joe with $844. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, next up is Give Me Liberty, $649. Then we have Stuck with just $132. And then I can get to the drum roll. Here comes the best, or should I say, the worst of the week.
by the grace of God, a mere 77 bucks. That's it. <laughs> that triple ball horn. Oh, want a triple? All right. That surely. Maybe I uh, could. Dribble and then my then a, Yeah, but then again, it also. <laughs> shut up! Do I have to? Do I have no, to shut up? I'm a no. Oh, yes, Groot. We uh, are introducing Tom Connors to our. Menagerie of characters, aren't we? I'm good. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's Eyeshine. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Hi, Eyeshine. I'm good. Oh, shit! <laughs> oh, I've, <laughs> I've got news, and it's pertaining to my operation. Mm-hmm. When I called the doctor's office to get pre, pre-op um, testing done, they told me the mm-hmm. doctor did not have an opening. Till March. Oh, ooh! But Whoa. the good and my operation is on the third of February. Well, guess what? Oh. what? I'm getting my pre-op. Excuse me. I'm getting my pre-op test tomorrow at four o'clock. Oh, nice. He squeezed me in. Good. So I really do need this. Yeah. And I need to schedule my mammogram. <laughs> okay, you'll be glad you did. Yeah, I know because my doctor, my doctor said, "Hey, you need to schedule your mammogram." I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> Ed, did you tell him you were getting advice from your one of your oldest friends? Yeah, and I hope you didn't mind. I kind of told him about what you were going through, and what he said, he no problem. He said, "Don't worry, I'll be praying for her." Oh, yeah, that's right. You told me that earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Sorry, Tom Connors. Um, something that's been going John, on in my it's life. John Connor. It's John Connor. John Connor. Yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, I must have been thinking says, of Roseanne. Yeah. I shine. Uh, I says, I have an operation on the 29th. But guess what? You're not the only one. We're sisters under the skin then, I shine. Okay, next on the agenda. All right, next on the agenda. Uh, last night was the Critics' Choice Awards. Isn't that the one Nickelodeon does? Uh, no, that's the Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> oh, my. I'm gonna... Critics' Choice is like by the critics, you know what I mean? Right. But take into consideration they're paid to be critical. I know, but in some cases, you know, we're in full. It's like we're in full agreement here. <laughs> okay, go for it. Okay, let me just put the two uh, links here. All right, so here, here are the winners from last time. I'm gonna go through the list here. Uh, best picture. The winner was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, best actor. The winner was Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Best Actress was Renee Zellweger for Judy. Best Supporting Actor, Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
Best Supporting Actress, Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Best Young Actor or Actress, the winner, Roman Griffin Davis for Jojo Rabbit. I have no clue what that is. Believe it or not, there were three people in that category from that one movie. Uh, Best Acting Ensemble, the winner was The Irishman. Uh, Best Director was a tie. Bong Joon-ho for Parasite and Sam Mendes for 1917. Let's see. Best Original Screenplay, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon upon a Time in Hollywood. Best Adapted Screenplay, Greta Gerwig for Little Women. Best Cinematography, Roger Deakins, 1917. Best Production Design, winner was Barbara Ling and Nancy High, H-A-I-G-H, for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Best Editing, Lee Smith, 1917. Best Costume Design, Ruth E. Carter for Dolmite Is My Name. And if the name Ruth E. Carter rings a bell, she won the she won for Black Panther. Okay, so. I am looking down at the best animated features. Uh huh. These are the nominees that they have listed down. Abominable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Frozen two. Frozen. Abominable. Two. Frozen two. How to Train Your Dragon: uh-huh. Hidden World. I lost my body. And Missing Link, you know what the winner was? Toy Story 4, I see it. <laughs> and the best action movie? The winner was Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Let's see, uh, best hair of makeup goes to Bombshell. Uh, best visual effects was Endgame. Uh, let's see, best comedy, Dolmite is my name. And by the way, that one stars Eddie Murphy. Uh, best sci-fi or horror movie, the winner was Us. Best foreign language film? I didn't even know I was nominated. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, Best song. We have a tie. Uh, Glasgow, No Place Like Home from Wild Rose. And I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. Uh, Best score. The winner was Hill. Oh, God. I'm going to hope it stay the same right. Hiller Gwenadotir for Joker. Uh, now that's that that was over on the film side. There's still the television side. Uh, best drama series winner was Succession from HBO. Uh, best actor in the drama series Jeremy Strong also from Succession. Best actress in the drama series Regina King from Watchmen. And by the way, if you remember the show Two Two Seven, Regina was the teenage daughter. Oh, who was it that so. played the? Oh, I'm thinking. Uh, who was it that played the maid? For uh, uh, Marla. Marla. Marla yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't she in two two seven as well? Yes, she was the star of two two seven. She was Weezy, uh, wasn't see, uh, she? No, I forgot her name. Let's see. Um, so the main thing was Florence, by the way. Uh, let's see. Uh, best supporting actor in a drama series. The winner was Billy Crudup in the Morning Show. That's on Apple. Uh, best supporting actress in the drama series. Team Smart from Watchmen. Best comedy series. The winner is Fleabag from Amazon. Best actor in the comedy series. Bill Hader from Barry on HBO. Uh, best actress in the comedy series. Phoebe Waller Bridge from Fleabag on Amazon. Best supporting actor in the comedy series. Andrew Scott also from Fleabag on Amazon. A best supporting actress in the comedy series is Alex Borstein for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Of course, that is on Amazon. Best limited series, When They See Us, on Netflix. Uh, best movie made for television, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, on Netflix. 
Uh, best actor in limited series or movie made for television. Jarrell Jerome for When They See Us on Netflix. Best actress in limited series or movie made for television. Michelle Williams for Foxy's Verdon. Best supporting actor in a limited series or movie made for television. Selling Skarsgård for Chernobyl. How many Skarsgårds are there? <laughs> it's a fun. <laughs> Sounds like they kept the acting in the family. Yes, I know at least four or five Skarsgårds. <laughs> Let's see. Best supporting actress in a limited series or movie made for television. Tony Collette for Unbelievable on Netflix. Uh, best animated series. The winner is Bojack Horseman on Netflix. I'm going to mute fun. for a minute. I'm going to try to get my phone worked on. Okay. So I'm going to mute, but I will still be listening. Okay, that's fine. All right. Anyway, anyway, here are the other nominees for that Best Animated Series. Big Mouth on Netflix. Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. And this was the shocker for me. She-Ra and the Princesses of Power actually got nominated. It's like, that's sweet. The Simpsons, of course, and Undone on Amazon. Now, I remember Undone. I haven't watched that one yet. Uh, best talk show. It was a tie. The Late Late Show with James Corden and Late Night with Seth Meyers. Best comedy special. Live in front of a studio audience. Norman Weir's All in the Family and the Jeffersons. <laughs> and 3-3 three, three, something, 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 something. <laughs> I see. Oh, I think I had two operations at once. So, yeah. But you know, having operations or operations of any type are never fun. Yeah. And then something else happened this morning. <laughs> the Oscar nods came out this morning too. It's like, it's like you know, I got it about seven thirty. They had to put it out five thirty this morning. It's like, are you crazy out there? <laughs> like seriously. All right, so let's take on the list of all the nominees for the Oscars. Now, of course, now what's interesting is for the second year in a row, there's going to be no single host, which in a way, I actually like it because I actually watched a lot of it last year because of the no host aspect. I thought that was pretty cool. All right, so here are the – no. Here are the nominees for all the uh, 2020 Oscar nods. Um, for Best Picture, Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Now, over at the lead actor category, there's Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix, for Joker and Jonathan Price for the two popes. At the lead actress end is Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Oh God, Salir's Ronan for Little Women, Charlie Theron for Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. For supporting actor, there's Tom Hanks with A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, hmm. Anthony Hopkins for the two popes. Al Pacino and Joe Pesci both for The Irishman. Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Then as supporting actress, we've got Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, 
That would be the weirdest thing ever if Scarlett Johansson wins lead actress and supporting actress for two different movies. That would be so odd. <laughs> Let's see. Ford Pugh for Little Women and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Uh, in terms of the directors, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips for Joker, Dan Mendes for 1917, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. For animated feature, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, I Lost My Body, Klaus, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. And I don't want to go through too many of these, so I'm just going to pick, I'm just going to highlight the ones that, um, that matter to me. Excuse me. Oh, come on, stop. Let's see. Sound mixing, production design. You know what? I'm going to stop here because really, you know, everybody else can look at them. Let's see. Visual effects. Avengers Endgame. The Irishman. The Irishman? Okay. 1917. The Lion King. And brace yourself for this one. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Yay. I'm back. Welcome back. They wanted me to leave a callback number for 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. It's 4.30 in the morning. What are you doing? I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the that's all of the nominations. So. The only t- thing that's interesting to me in the Emmys is Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. I believe they mm. will be singing on the Grammys. Yeah. Hey, how are they getting away with no announcer? You mean no host? No host. What happened was last year. What happened was when Kevin Hart was supposed to host it, but he had to drop out, and it was so close to the show itself that they couldn't really find a host. So they decided, let's go ahead and we just don't do a host. Turns out it actually worked. A lot of people watch it, including me. I actually watched a little bit more of it. So. Yeah, but you know what I think they should do? What? I agree with what this one guy said last year. Um, limit the people who get their awards. Mm-hmm. Limit their speeches. I counted one time, I think it was the Oscars, a 20-minute uh-huh. speech thinking, mom, dad, director, producer, yada, yada. You know, you mm-hmm. really need to limit the amount of time each person gives. That is why the Academy Awards used to start at 6 o'clock and yeah. don't get over with till 10 or 10.30. Yep, exactly. Okay, now, see, Janet, you said there was a, there was a story. I could not find it on the BTA group page, but I have found the story. Let me this way. Um, when you take Mark Hamill, a piece of Star, a one-of-a-kind Star Wars piece of memorabilia, and a store up in Flagstaff, oh, Arizona, in the, of all post places. Post it in the, um, the BTA chat, because I'd like to read that one. Okay, sure. All right. In that case, there it is. Okay, come on. Show up. Thank you. Okay, now imagine if you will, you got an autograph from somebody very, very special. 
and you lose it. You don't know how you lost it, but you lost it. In Mark Hamill's case, it was a very, very special piece of memorabilia. And it was returned from a bookman store in my neck of the woods. Well, not exactly, but up north. Mark Hamill, known to millions as Luke Skywalker from the Star Wars franchise, recently spotlighted Flagstaff's Bookman's Entertainment Exchange after the business reunited the actor with a one-of-a-kind piece of Star Wars memorabilia. Bookman's is an Arizona-based chain that specializes in reselling books, movies, video games, records, trinkets, and board games that its customers can trade in for cash or in-store credit. <coughs> Excuse me. The special item was an original 1977 soundtrack on vinyl from Star Wars A New Hope. This version was in great condition and stamped not meant for distribution, which would have been worth plenty of money on its own, said Bookman's general manager, Michelle Salmons. But what made the record special to Star Wars fans and Hamill alike, the score's legendary composer John Williams signed the record and addressed it to Hamill. Dear Mark Hamill, may the voice always be with us, John Williams. He wrote on the vinyl sleeve. After retrieving the record, Hamill, Hamill used his Twitter account to saying he hadn't seen the record since the early 1990s. The original tweet has been retweeted 1,400 times in light, more than 16,300 16, times as of Monday, as of today. I'm so grateful to them and hope you consider spending lots and lots of money at their store, Hamill wrote on Twitter. That's what you call a star endorsement, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Lost in a galaxy far, far away. The record was first turned into Bookman's by a customer in 2018. Sam said the customer was a woman whose father had died and left behind a storage unit filled with now unwanted collection of Star Wars memorabilia. Sam and their staff went to work to verify the signature on the record. The common practice is they often get allegedly signed copies of books, movies, and other items. For example, he said, Flagstaff's Bookman's had, has had a first, first edition book signed by Dr. Seuss, limited edition almanac signed by Norman Rockwell, comic book signed by famous Game of Thrones author George R.R. R. Martin. Mm-hmm. How would you like to get your hands on something like that, Tim? I'd love to get my hands on something like that. Okay. If it was authentic, it could be worth a lot. If it isn't, it isn't, Shannon said. This lady, the quantity... She, the quantity she had brought in, and based on the signature, how it was written, that it wasn't printed on there, I personally was 100% convinced that it was an authentic signature. If it was authentic, they were going to sell it for 499.50. Salmon said they arrived at that number after comparing the range of prices it was selling for on the internet and felt the price was honest. Okay, I try to tell employees, be honest with people, give them a fair and honest offers. Sam had said, with this lady, she was just trying to unload everything. It was a gamble for us. Without being able to determine the authenticity of the item, the signed record said in the, the back of the store, unable to be sold. Meanwhile, Salmon's a behemoth Star Wars fan, said he continued to hold on to hope. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Force of Fandom. Sam has met his wife through Bookman's and he has worked there for 12 years. The two of them got Star Wars tattoos together. Okay. Sam said he, okay. 
a little bit of history on the owner. Are you interested? Yeah, go ahead. Sam has met his wife through Bookman's, and he has worked there for 12 years. Two of them got Star Wars tattoos together, opposing symbols representing the light and the dark sides of the Force. Sam had said he and his father bonded over Star Wars when he was a child. Like his father before him, he hoped to foster that same relationship with his son. I met my wife here. She's, she worked here for 15 years. We got married and had a son and bought a house and everything, Sam said. Even before he was born, I started buying Star Wars toys in anticipation of having a child in the hope that we'd be playing with these toys. When one of the employees who oversees Bookman's... <clears throat> would you like to read that part? My throat's getting a little dry, Shirley. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, could you read the one that starts when one of the employees... Yeah. When one of the employees who oversees Bookman's growing records department recently found the signed record, he suggested they reach out to Hamill. Beyond the Star Wars saga, Hamill has become known for his voice acting, because his Batman's nemesis Joker in many video games and TV shows. When asked on Twitter by the Arizona Daily Sun about having the record returned to him, Hamill responded and said he was impressed by Bookman's action. He added the hashtag, Flagstaff rules. The experience felt totally unexpected and positively surreal. It was nice to get it back, but even more impressive that Flagstaff's spokesman, spokesman would go to the trouble of returning it when they could have just as easily sold it, Hamill wrote. As a master of exchanges, Salmon's traded the record for a signed DVD of Star Wars A New Hope. Another Bookman's employee also sent over a replica of the medal given to Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, but not Chewbacca on screen, at the end of A New Hope to be signed as well. Salmon said that they will keep the DVD in a safe place and save it as a cherished memory. All my best to the Brooklyn staff, Hamill wrote in Silver Markers. The general manager said he was happy to help return a lost record to Hamill and is excited that he had the opportunity to interact with an icon of the Star Wars saga. It was huge, honestly, Salmon said. I never thought it would have ever be a thought in Mark Hamill's mind, you know? I never thought he would think of my name, ever, once. <laughs> that is a feel-good story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Somebody, uh, according to iShine, somebody's insulting me. Okay. <laughs> really? I'm just going... <laughs> let's just say, somebody's saying, I have the body of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> How would you know? These aren't videos. These aren't videos. Yeah. No, someone's saying... No, somebody is saying, I'm one ugly bitch. Well, you know what? You know what? Whoever's doing insulting my friend, by you doing the insults like that, it's just, it just proves how low your IQ really is. Yeah. So ignore him. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just ignoring it. It's not going to bother me. Boot him out of the (laughs) chat if you can. Mm hmm. Oh, he couldn't get back in, so he sent his, uh, his minions to do his dirty work. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> but you know what? I'm not going to worry about anything because it's like, you know what? Let them insult me. I'm le- I feel, I've learned in life that don't take things so seriously. Right? Right. And anyways, you're showing, a, showing, he's showing how low his IQ really is. Yeah. Yeah, because you see, I'll put it this way. Um, when it comes to body shaming, I won't do that to anybody. I'll explain why. 
Um, some people look the way they are, sometimes for medical reasons. It can't be helped. And I don't say anything because how do I know what they've been through? I don't. Right? Right. So what's the point? Right. And by the way, I just had my I just went to see my doctor this afternoon. I'm still weighing about 159 pounds, so really, I don't have the body of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. And oh my. You and you maintained that weight for a while, haven't you? Yes, I have. Because Good. being gluten and dairy free has helped quite a bit. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's see what else I can find. Well, let's oh, see. Um, you've heard of the missile site? The Titan missile site near Tucson? Yeah. It's up for sale. Oh, wow. I will. Oh, did you hear about this? Canada set out some kind of nuclear, nuclear, uh, nuclear, um, warning by mistake. Oops. Yeah, it was a nuclear alert. Let me see. Yeah, okay, here it is. <laughs> All right, this is a, now I'm going to I'm going to put this in the post chat. This is this is like it's not funny funny, but, but it's kind of like the accidental phone call to the it started this track Santa thing about Christmas stuff. Yeah, the NORAD Santa, yeah. All right, so <laughs> now this is popular mechanics. I know this is real. Uh, Canada sends nuclear emergency checks to millions by mistake. Whoops. <laughs> so here's what's going on. Uh, this is a province of Ontario. This is what the actual alert read. This is a province of Ontario emergency bulletin, which applies to people within 10 kilometers of a Pickering nuclear generating station. An incident was reported at the Pickering Nuclear Generating Station. There has been no abnormal release of radioactivity from the station, and emergency staff are responding to the situation. Uh, people near the Pickering Nuclear Generating Station do not need to take any protective actions at this time. Remain tuned to local media for further information and instructions. <laughs> yeah. But then again, it's not the first time that a false alarm sparked panic. As I don't know if you recall this, in 2018, a false ballistic missile alert was sent to residents and tourists in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. It wasn't that last year or the year before? Yeah, it was 2018. Year before. But anyway, residents of Ontario, Canada were shaken awake by an emergency push alert Sunday morning that reported of an incident at Pickering Nuclear Generating Station just east of Toronto. For more than 30 minutes, citizens in the region struggled to get more information about the alleged incident. Officials later tweeted, it was a false alarm. The alert was mistakenly sent at 7.23 a.m. and was accompanied by a shrill alarm tone. Just 43 minutes later, Ontario Power Generation, which runs the station, tweeted that the alert had been sent out in error. <laughs> Important update. This is from the Power Gen. This was on Twitter. The alert regarding Pickery Nuclear was sent in error. There is no danger to the public or environment. Later in the day, Ontario's Solicitor General released a statement that said the alert had been mistakenly sent during a routine training exercise conducted by the Provincial Emergency Operations Center. 
Agencies and officials across the province, which has 14.5 million people, have since called for an investigation. Who can blame them? Despite the momentary terror, I don't either. Despite the momentary terror, several residents in the province took to Twitter to share their thoughts. And of course, as usual, I will never mention names out of respect. So here we go. Uh, breaking. Everyone in Ontario now knows exactly how far away they live from a Pickering nuclear plant. Uh, next, nobody. Ontario emergency alert. Hey, there is definitely nothing wrong with the nuclear plant. Don't worry about it, bud. Uh, hashtag Pickering, hashtag Chernobyl. In operation since 1971, Pickering Nuclear Generating Station is one of the world's oldest and largest nuclear power stations. The facility, the facility is home to six CANDU, as in Canadian Deuter uranium reactors, according to Ontario Power Generation's website. It has a total output of 3,100 megawatts. Pickering was initially scheduled to be decommissioned this year, according to the Associated Press. Ontario revised the plan and will now close up shop in 2024 and decommission the station, which supplies 14% of Ontario's power in 2028. Uh, this certainly isn't the first time false alarms and push alerts have sparked panic. Now, phrase yourself for this. This was exactly two years ago today. The Hawaii Emergency Management oh, Agency accidentally sent out a, an incoming ballistic missile. Or alert. Halliburton At- nuclear power plant from Phoenix. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, the message, which read, this is not a drill, flung the seat into a panic. Parents stuffed their children into the storm drains while many people hid in bathtubs and said their final goodbyes. The mistake oh, was announced 38 minutes later. <laughs> How far, how far is the Palo Verde nuclear power plant from Phoenix? That's a good question. Anyway, just last December, human error caused a false alarm that ricocheted across a U.S. military base near the border of North and South Korea. Meanwhile, Alexa, the before, meanwhile, how far the is before, the Palo Verde nuclear power plant from Phoenix, Arizona? Let's see. Meanwhile, the month before, a false alarm regarding an airspace violation caused a lockdown at the White House. So, let's see. Oh, we got a new one in the chat room. Louie the car man. Hello, Louie. How are you? But, yeah, it's absolutely amazing how one little thing can cause a lot of panic. Especially if you're not careful. But, oh, yes, we do have to share that there has been another person that has died. Uh, The drummer for Rush, I believe his name is Neil Peart, P-E-A-R-T, Peart or Peart. Sorry, I've probably ruined the guy's name. But anyway, he has died at the age of 67. He died on January 7th. And that was posted by iSign. I'm going to put that in the chat. Let's see. Uh, hopefully the rise of Skywalker is better than the last Jedi. Personally, I think it was, but that's just me. Okay? That's just my opinion. So, I mean, you could see it. You may end up hating it. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I think a lot of people who liked Han Solo would not have liked the liked the the other one. Yeah. For anybody who liked Han Solo and what Kylo Ren did to him. Yeah. But anyway, uh, legendary Rush drummer Neil P. 
Kirk has died at the age of 67 on January 7th after battling brain cancer. Rolling Stone confirmed the drummer's death with a representative for the band and Kirk family spokesperson Elliot Mintz stated that the drummer was fighting brain cancer for the last three years. Kirk joined the Canadian Progressive Rock Trio in 1974 following the release of the band's self-titled debut album. In addition to serving as the group's drummer ever since, it was also the chief lyricist within Rush. Uh, Loudwire, the site uh, that I got it from, extends our condolences to Pierce's family as well as his Rush bandmates, Jetty Lee and Alex Lifeson. And I'm not going to go any further because all that is is the story of his life. So. Mm-hmm. But yes, so we already got 2020 off to a sad start in terms of okay. people passing away. Here's a question from Eric Snydel. What say you? Ready for some cold or keep the warm train rolling? I want my winter back, damn it. <laughs> you can have it. I want I want yeah, the it's like, I want my winter back. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. All right. One of our troublemakers is coming back. I'll put a stop to that in a hurry. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, oh, I yeah. kind of said warm. It's like, me, me, it's like, uh-uh, I want my winter back, because I'll tell you the truth. I was not happy when it was 70 degrees on Christmas Day. I hated it. Well, I'll, I, I'll take I wouldn't you mind I don't like the snow and ice, so. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I won't mind, wouldn't mind the heat so much if my mom didn't keep the house at 76. Yeah, it does not help when you're on a on a blood thinner too. That's right. So that's why I don't complain yeah. too much. Yeah, it's like Louis the car man said, "It's January. It's supposed to be cold. What is this bipolar weather bullcrap?" <laughs> I think you nailed it. <laughs> Amen to that. Okay. Okay, and I just I just let somebody off the show because I thought he was a nice guy. Turns out he's not the nice guy after all. Which one was I that? Said, yeah, I got a new one. Bogart. Let's see. Uh, John Connor. Uh, let's see. Bogart Brand Five. Hello, Bogart. Welcome, welcome aboard. But yeah, I like what Louis the Carman said. Uh, it's January. It's supposed to be cold. What is this? What is this um, weather? Bipolar, bipolar weather. weather. Yeah, it is, it, it is bipolar. You're absolutely right. <laughs> oh, I sent John away already, and Louis said, so I guess you could say John got terminated. What? <laughs> He's Good one, terminated. Mr. Good one. You win. <laughs> and you win on that one, Louis. Nice one. Very nice. <laughs> Oh, God. oh, you think you can get back in, huh? Adios. <laughs> don't let the don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. Yep, exactly. In other words, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Yeah. <clears throat> or don't want anything else hit your ass on the way out, like someone's boat, maybe. <laughs> actually, actually, may the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, maybe yeah, the door to hit his ass on the way out. Yeah. 
Because like I said, you could try, but you'll never succeed. Let's see. Blockham already did. Oh, in other words, he suffered a dark fate. Winner. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm folding. Hey, we love the humor. <laughs> Humor's a good thing. Well, Don't guess you what? love it when the trash takes itself out? Yeah. Star Wars is losing. Facebook is using his Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars backup. Yep. Yeah, I was like, keep it going, Louie. Yeah, I agree with that. It's like, it's like um, you may remember of a couple of Facebook groups. What I can do is I see a picture, and I don't know how this guy keeps coming back in. I banned my IP already. <laughs> okay. There. I just heard pop. What does that mean? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> But honest, but honestly, it's like you're ready for these trolls, okay? <laughs> well, it may be annoying to delete them every night, but but hey, do what we gotta do. Uh, here we go again. That one, one, one. Sorry, you're not fooling me anymore. <laughs> it's like good luck. It's like we'll do. When it comes, I'll try to come up with more. Hey, terrific. <laughs> and yeah, I love now we the- now that we know you're trying to come up with more, even less likely you're going to get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love... You, I will Betty, White. Right now, Louie, you Betty White. Louie. You mm-hmm. Betty White. Sure thing. Yeah, this is this is for the trolls, not you, Louie. I'm Robert. sorry, sweetie. Honey Badger doesn't give a shit. <laughs> exactly. And yep. neither do we. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah. Now, now, Louie, I like. I guess I will tell you right now. I love Louie's icon. It's Bugs Bunny dressed as the king. The what? You remember the you remember that cartoon where Bugs Bunny dressed up as a king? Yeah. I do now. Now that you reminded me. Mhm. Let's see. Ooh. Oh. I know he's not online, so he might have his phone on, surely. Mm-hmm. I asked Frodo, I go, yo, Frodo, want to come in and kick some trolls' asses? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Oh, I love this. All right, so loin of beef. Oh, yeah, I remember that from now, <laughs> Oh, yeah, so loin of beef. Funk something else. Funk something else. Funk something else. Funk. Yeah. That was oh, Yosemite yeah. Sam. He kept hitting over yeah. the head. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was so funny. It was like, Rise, oh, so so going up. Up. And Rise, then something so else. And... <laughs> we'll see. Oh, uh, I said, Louie, I think you can come, come up with some good ones for our Naughty Manlands on Friday. Louie said, well, fortunately, I'm off right, so I can at least stop by. It's like, bring it. All right. <laughs> bring it. The more, hey. The more the merrier. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Arise, Franken of Myrrh. <laughs> Frankincense of Myrrh, thunk. Yeah. yeah. He said, classic Looney Tunes is the shit. You are so right. 
if if it being the shit mean it's good. Yeah, that's it's what good. I watch when there's nothing on TV. And speaking of things that are shitty, and this one unfortunately is bad. Um, found out Cartoon Network has put the first two episodes of Thundercats Roar on its website. And I'm going to tell you right now, I couldn't get past the trailer a year and a half ago. I couldn't get past the artwork I saw on Facebook. Yeah. But it's like... (laughs) But I think, now this is just me, Shirley. I think what they're trying to do is give a Thundercats version of um, Teen Titans Go. Yeah. And a lot of people are really not liking that. But my opinion I'm is I'm one of them, and I'm not, not even a it. fan. Right. I'm not going to watch it myself. But there are people out there who would like to watch it. So it's like, if you want to watch, your choice. I don't know how this – I don't know how Jonathan keeps getting back in. Oh, that's why he's want, he's chipping on different IPs. Okay. There's <laughs> some of that shit now, too. <clears throat> you know, the old thing is, anything you can do, I can do better. So, yeah, 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 Louis just nailed it. They're cashing in on the popular Teen Titans, so they think he can capture lightning in a bottle twice. That is a good way to look at it. You're absolutely right. But Who said that? There is, one, there is a tune on Cartoon Network I really would like to watch. It's called Infinity Train. And it looks it's okay. Like, I watched a little bit of it. Yeah, I, I like how that one looks. I do like how that one looks. Because I remember the, I think I saw like a movie. I really need to watch that one because I know I've heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, I said, did you hear what's going on with the royal family? Uh, yes, we have. Uh, let's just say Harry and Meghan are going to send are are being given permission to spend part time in Canada. <laughs> yeah, from what I understand, the Queen gave her blessings, though. Yeah, the Queen gave her blessings because mm-hmm. um, Meghan is not used to being in the spotlight. Like the royals are. Right. You know. And, you know, and, and the fact of the matter is, Harry knows he's never going to be the king. <laughs> William will be the king. Okay, you're going to try again, huh? I'm the, only on way, tricks, Harry, buddy boy. the only way Harry will be the king is if, if something happens to William. Yeah. Which is not likely to happen. Right, because William was the firstborn. Usually, it's the firstborn. It's the firstborn child, especially since Queen Elizabeth is immortal. I think you're right. <laughs> that sounds about right. All right, Shirley. Prince Philip's ninety-eight. So, yeah. Shirley. Yeah. This link is too long to post, but this is in Sydney, Australia. Okay, let okay. me get this back up to where I can do it. Sydney Cafe gives breastfeeding moms the warmest of welcome with this incredible sign. And let's just let it let me let it stroll down. No, Hold that's on. Okay. I can actually read it. I can read it real quick. I can. Okay, read it. what what does the sign say? Okay, let me. Uh, come on. Oh, come on. Pop it. Here it is. I got it. Breastfeeding moms, pop in, have a free cup of tea if you need a pit stop. No need to, no need to eat. No need to ask. Please relax. Ah, uh, 
That is good. That is a good thing. And just to show you, there are people out there who get it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I like this. Queen Elizabeth, she's been alive for, what, hundreds of years now? Well, maybe not a hundred years, but if she makes it to a hundred, that's great. But, of course, the one person we all want, the one person here we want to make it to a hundred is Betty White, without a doubt. It's Betty White. We hope she makes it. I'm sorry, sweetie. Honey Badger doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Haters gonna hate. And yep. you know what? The trolls may not right. like that article I found, but... They gotta learn to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, because I can tell them which part of my anatomy to kiss... Mm-hmm. Tell me what, and I could tell them where to go, when to go, how fast, and what train to kiss, and what train to take, and what part of my anatomy to kiss. Yeah, both cheeks, and oh, it's look. not the ones on my oh. face. Oh, I mentioned I mentioned Betty White. Louie said, "You see the Reaper came for White only to get his ass kicked." <laughs> what? You see the Reaper came for Betty White only to get his ass kicked. <laughs> She's what, 98 Louis, now? you are definitely welcome, man. <laughs> welcome aboard. <laughs> you see, death touches you die. Except for Betty White, she broke his hand. Louie, <laughs> <laughs> you are. I love you, dude. You're good. You're good, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. You're good. Yep. Well, anyway, we are running out of time. We're down to two minutes. So... Um, of course, tomorrow is New Car Smell Tuesday. Tim, you'll be at the Rabbit Hole for usual. And Wednesday, we're going to have some fun. Yep, Wednesday, we debut our brand new uh, Wednesday show, The Review Review. In other words, I'll be reviewing the completed Crisis on Infinite Earth since tomorrow's the grand finale. <laughs> and then um, I'll probably review Thunderbirds Go as well. But, you know, this is, is going to be one of those um, – we're going to review anything for the whole hour. So it could be movies, TV shows, books, you name it, we're going to do it. Uh, see, Thursday, of course, is the Thursday free-for-all. And Friday, since we're going to do the reviews on Wednesday, guess what? Friday, our naughty 90 minutes of Mad Libs. Woohoo! And you and- are welcome here, sir. Yep, Louie, you are welcome to come aboard on Friday because, boy... I will tell you right now, when we do Naughty Mad Libs, I will tell you up front, these are NC-17 Mad Libs. These are not for kids to listen to, okay? I'm going to make that clear right now. This is These Mad Libs are not intended for kids to hear. So if you don't want your kids to hear abound. it, don't. Yep. If you do not want your kids to hear it, do not listen Friday night, okay? We're going to tell you that right now. And one other thing important. Next Monday is Martin Luther King Day. It's a holiday, which means we will not have a show next Monday. I agree. Okay. Because Yeah, because our rule is if there's no mail, no show. Right. Uh, but anyway. Yep. But anyway, we're going to say this right now. Uh, please remember to follow us on Facebook. We have our Facebook group page. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle there is DTA underscore TIP. And follow us on the website, beyondtheairwaves.weebly.com. 
If you ever miss an episode, because let's face it, life does happen, there are three ways you can catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search and be on the airwaves. Let me try it again. Just do a search in the podcast to be on the airwaves. You'll find many of our episodes there. And Louis the Carman said, that's fine. X-rated doesn't bother me. Good. You're definitely going to fit in perfectly. <laughs> All right. So with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken grease. Everybody have a great night. Sleep well. Stay safe. And we'll see you tomorrow from New Carcinal Tuesday. That's all for tonight. Have a great night, and remember... You... I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. (laughs) You stuttering prick, you. Shut up! Friday. Uh-huh. And also, we got our... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 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 Oh, shit! Woo! And let's see. I think I'm going to have some fun... And I'm going to pick one at random. I'm going to go with... How about that one? I regret that I have but one life to give for my ice cream. Shut up! (laughs) Thank you, T-Bob, you nut. And by the way, this year, Max does turn 35. (laughs) 35 years and counting. 35 years. Yep. And by the way, Thundercats turns 35 on the 23rd. <laughs> the the oh original my. 85. Yep. But in any case, that is all for tonight. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night, y'all. Shana. Shana. Buenas noches.